What's up and welcome to Ahead of the Curve. This is your host, Jonathan Gellner, and thank you so much for joining us today. This episode is powered by Stick and Ball TV, the baseball and softball streaming platform. If you're a coach that's listening to this and you haven't signed up for Stick and Ball, then what are you waiting for? With weekly videos from some of the greatest softball and baseball coaches in the country, it's an absolute no-brainer. Check them out at stickandball.tv or on the Stick and Ball TV mobile app. On today's show, let me introduce to you, or I guess reintroduce to you, Robert Woodard, head baseball coach for the Charlotte 49ers. On July 1st in 2019, Robert returned home to the Queen City as the fifth head coach of the Charlotte 49ers baseball program. He did so coming off being an assistant coach at his alma mater at North Carolina for three seasons. Woodard, a Charlotte native, also served as the pitching coach at UNCW and Virginia Tech. In his first full season after the COVID season in 2020, Woodard guided the 49ers to a 40-win season, the Conference USA regular season championship, and a berth back into the NCAA postseason play for the first time since 2011. Woodard also took home Conference USA's Keith LeClaire Coach of the Year honors. So on the show, we discuss his first steps in year one, we talk about building the foundation, and we go over what they're doing this fall. You're gonna love this episode with Robert Woodard. Robert, welcome to the show. Thanks, Jonathan, appreciate you having me on today. Man, I, I'm so excited uh, to get to, to talk with you again. I know, I think the last time we spoke, we actually recorded when you were the UNC pitching coach. And then I think like the week before it aired, you took this job and you're like, hey, can you change the title? And I was like, oh, yeah, sure, sure, of course. So really excited to see what what you guys are doing. And I know that that I mentioned off the mic that it's been really excited to, to watch the progress that you guys have made. But tell us a little bit about so you you decide to take the job. So you're at UNC, you're a UNC lifer, like that's that's what you're known for. And then you decide to uh, take the head job at Charlotte. So tell us a little bit about what that transition was like, you know, what your first mo- couple months were like, and then how you started to get the ball rolling to where you feel pretty, I, I think it's really cool where you are, guys are today, but I want to see where you started to how, how we got there. Thanks. No, yeah, it's, uh, it's cool to kind of revisit and, and, and talk about uh, that time frame because it was a whirlwind, that's for sure. I mean, I think you talk to any – any coach that that either takes a first time head job or 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 a new job and gosh it's uh it's just one really long to-do list and i think i think it's in looking back at that time you know july 1st of 2019 when i was when i was you know coming to charlotte from from unc um you know my first my first priority was making sure that that um you know, I, I was trying to leave my alma mater and, you know, in, in a great place. So trying to communicate and with 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 everyone and making sure that everything was lined up um, just from a pitching and a recruiting side as much as I possibly could. So that, you know, the next pitching coach who's now Bryant Gaines could 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 come in and, and hit the ground running and make sure that the program wouldn't miss a beat. And then, you know, I think I think there's a great, great quote. Um, you know, in a video I watched of Buzz Williams, who who was the is the basketball basketball coach at Texas A and M, who was previously the the basketball coach at Virginia Tech when in my my time there, 
and he says that it's 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 pivotal for a new coach to to you know I think to really concentrate on his stops more than his steps. And I think it's really easy, you know, to, when you look at the to-do list, just to think go go go. Um, but it's really I think it's very important to to take you know the necessary time for and, and, and stop and have very deliberate conversations and very deliberate actions and and you know if things if a phone conversation you know the, your first day on the job requires 45 minutes don't cut it short and so I just tried to try to be very deliberate as far as you know kind of my stops versus my steps uh, initially and then um, you know just kind of hammer it out and and, and go through the to-do list which you know I've got you know I've, I've got tons of moleskins and notebooks that I, that myself and our staff, we write in each and every day. And, and, um, you know, they just kind of, they just kind of pile up because there's so much as a coach that you have to do. And so, um, yeah, I mean, I, I just, I kind of started with the coaching staff and trying to surround myself with the best people possible that shared a vision and then, you know, really work to, um, connect with the, you know, the current Charlotte team and the players that, we were recruiting and kind of hit the ground running and establishing an identity and a brand that, you know, we, how we really wanted the program to look and feel and, and one, one day at a time, try to build and create that to where we are at this point here, starting year three. I love that. And, you know, reading, reading online and doing some research, uh, 2019 was 41 season and it was the first postseason play. Uh, since 2011, I think it said, and then, so so I guess you know, going from uh, having having success at UNC and then deciding to put, um, you are the 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 head man, so you're the everything is going to fall in line under you, and so I I guess you know turning the boat a little bit from again the the last postseason play was 2011, and so you had you know you had your work cut out for you, hmm. so tell us a little bit about establishing that culture that that you mentioned like what were what were some of the things that you guys put up in 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 a really high important role early so you know it's it's you're looking i'm imagining this looking at all of the different things and all of the different steps that you that you take and you you mentioned slowing down but where did you really put a lot of your time and effort early on just to build the foundation of what you know what you wanted to do early yeah no i mean i think I think right away we tried to really um, just kind of almost look at look at ourselves as, in a sense, like consultants, I guess, to where we, you know, we came into Charlotte and we really tried to evaluate the program and its history and all the things that were positive about it. And we wanted to make sure that we really tried to continue uh, to maintain and uphold the, you know, the, the positive things about the program because there were so many. And then we tried to look at you know, based off of all of our coaching staff's experiences and, and our stops and our mentors and lessons we had learned, you know, guys, guys like Coach Fox and at UNC and Mark Scaff at UNC Wilmington, two legendary head coaches I've gotten to, you know, really, you know, work under. Just try to try to take the lessons of of, of how they've they built very successful programs and you know try to identify some areas here at Charlotte that maybe we felt like. Um, we could improve and just go to work on them. And so, you know, that, that covers all facets from, you know, to recruiting, to, you know, building, you know, and building a roster to the messages that we put on 
on the walls and, and on display for our players to see and staff to see on a daily basis to, um, you know, how clean the locker room is to, um, you know, just everything really. There's nothing, there's no, there's no detail too small or stone that we really, you know, didn't want to try to unturn to see if that could be the difference between, you know, us winning and losing. So, you know, we really went, we really kind of viewed, I, I would say we really tried to, almost view ourselves as certainly coaches, but also consultants where we wanted to come in here and, and, you know, really try to assess all the positives, keep those things, keep the positives intact. And then, you know, look at not necessarily weaknesses, but our opportunities to improve and improve those one by one day by day. Oh, really good. One of the interesting things I think that, that you, that with college baseball, I guess with any job in general, is when you're taking over, you have three quarters of your team or more that you didn't recruit. And so what was that, not what was that like, but what was what was your process on making sure, uh, I like the consultants, uh, the, the, the quote that you were talking about of just helping them to own their career, being a consultant and, and help, you know, giving it back to the players. Because again, they, they don't know you very well and I'm sure you're trying to get to know them and, and gain trust. But I, I want to know like, Tell us a walk. Walk us through what that was like because I I have no idea, <laughs> and so there's probably a lot of coaches that are listening that are like, man, yeah, like I, you know, I never thought that I'd be walking into a room where I didn't know any of the of the players, and so tell us a little bit about that process of building trust and and just trying to get everybody on the same page, pushing forward with not only the they were there for the program, but with the the direction that you wanted it to go. Yeah, well, I I think our I think myself and our and our coaching staff. When we got to Charlotte, I think we, you know, as you mentioned, I mean, our opening team meeting there, you know, every player was a returning player, a recruited player from the previous staff outside of maybe, you know, one or two guys uh, that we signed late in the summer for that team. You know, and I just looked at it from the standpoint that, hey, they came to, you know, those players, they chose Charlotte, they, they chose Charlotte um, to help Charlotte win just like I did. And, you know, that's kind of, I'd say that's probably the, where, where the foundation of, you know, kind of uh, our relationship started is like, look, we all came to Charlotte to help Charlotte win and be successful. And so we all shared that, you know, that, those, that common goal. And then from there, you know, like any other, like a coach at any level, you, you, you take time to, to get to know the player and their families and um, their interests and who they are and, and what their strengths are and what their weaknesses are and things that, you know, that they need help with to be successful and you just try to do the best you possibly can. And um, yeah. So, you know, that was kind of, I guess that would be the center, the center point of, of kind of how we viewed it is that, you know, even though, you know, maybe our first year, you know, the, the COVID shortened 2020 year, maybe that was a team of players and, you know, that predominantly, you know, was, was carryover or, or recruited by the previous staff, but, you know, you know, that, that's, that was, that's a special team um, for me, and and I know I know the rest of our coaching staff because we all locked arms and 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 said you know there's there was people you know there's people out there that are that are saying that you know we can't achieve our goals and things can't be done and we locked arms and did everything we possibly could to help Charlotte be successful and um, you know I think it's I think it's only fitting that. Um, you know, kind of our signature win that that season was was our last game before, you know, before COVID hit and the College World Series got canceled and we beat a really, really talented NC State team on the road 
um, you know, to one to, um, you know, in Raleigh to, you know, and before two days later, the season was canceled. So, um, you know, that group's always going to be a very special group to me. And, and even though necessarily, you know, our coaching staff didn't, didn't recruit or, um, those players or anything like that. I mean, they, they chose Charlotte for the same reasons we did, which is, uh, they, they wanted to help this program be successful and get to the top. No doubt. So uh, I'm sitting here thinking, okay, so you played at UNC, then you coached for Team USA, who's in Cary, North Carolina. Then you coached at UNC Wilmington, which is in North Carolina. And then you were back at UNC, and now you're at Charlotte. I was like, you must really like North Carolina was my first thought. Well, I was at Virginia Tech for three years, too. So okay, I went, okay. I went so Wilmington. you did get out of the state's borders. Yeah, I went, I went Wilmington to Virginia Tech for three, and then and then back home to – to uh, North Carolina and and uh, and then Charlotte, but yeah, they they call it the great state of North Carolina for a reason. It, it's it's a special place, no doubt. Well, we we got to we got to go around North Carolina, South Carolina, and uh, Savannah, Georgia, and watch the bananas play this summer. And beautiful, beautiful part of the country, man. I I, I truly I could see why you would want to spend most of your life there. And uh, so you know, one of the one of the things that that I really think is is interesting is. Uh, coming up with with a style of play and you get to recruit the players that you want to go with that style of play you guys again you guys could rake obviously you're a great pitching coach and so i i'm curious you know what do you guys look for because i i, I don't mean to this in in the worst in uh in a bad sense of the way but like vandy's gonna get vandy guys right and so you're talking about different programs or, you know, and the draft's going to take a certain amount of guys that, you know, all of us would want to work with. So what is kind of the style of play that you guys have decided on? Obviously by following you guys on Twitter, development is a huge key uh, to your program, but tell us a little bit about, you know, what you guys are looking for on the recruiting trail. Uh, what's a 49er look like and, you know, with the style of play, how have you guys found success with those type of players? Yeah, no, that's. I think I think it's a great point. I mean, certainly it's you know the recruiting battles that we that we all have, no matter where you are, are, are very competitive. And mm-hmm. I would just you know I would just say, look at we we start with the person first. Um, we start with the person first, and, and um, because it's really easy, I think it's I think it's very easy to go watch a player pitch or a player hit or a player you know play and 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 say, okay, look, this this kid's clearly very talented and he's very good. But then, you know, for us, I think I'd say one thing that, you know, um, Toby Bicknell, our recruiting coordinator is, is as good as any recruiting coordinator I've ever, I've ever seen. I think he's one of the best in the country. And I think something that we, you know, we really pride ourselves on is building relationships and getting to know the players and their families, um, certainly on the phone. And then if Zoom, you know, by Zoom and then getting them to campus and, and being around them for, uh, as much as we possibly can in the 48 hour window we're allowed to. And, you know, I, I think, I think if you'd ask any player that that's committed to our program, the last, the last two plus years, I think they would tell you that, you know, our visits are, are different. And I think they're different because, you know, every single coach uh, on staff is in, is involved start to finish from when player and family steps, steps foot on campus. And that's, that's because we want, we want the players and families that we recruit to, you know, to know, to know our entire program. And we, and, but at the same time, we also, we also want to get, you know, share our, you know, um, get our, our entire coaching staff's, you know, views and perspectives on the player and the family and the visit. And, 
you know, we think we think that a team is like a family. And if you're going to invite somebody to be a part of your family, then you've got you've got to be excited to be around them on a, on a daily basis. And so, you know, the visit, the, the, the communication and the relationship building and the recruiting process is is really, really important for us. And, and you know, there's so, um, you know, as you mentioned, there's there's great players out there that are that are going to choose some other schools and other programs for reasons. But, you know, we feel like when we get in the thick of a recruiting battle with with other schools, you know, we're going to do everything we can to, to kind of out relationship, um, you know, our I opponents, that. I guess, and, and just be ourselves. And we feel like that works well for us. And so, you know, I think that's really, I think that, you know, the relationship side is, is very, very important. Communication is very important. And, um, and yeah, you know, I, I think, I think we, we truly value winning as well. So we, mm-hmm we really value players that come from winning programs who, you know, they're on the mound in the big games. They're on the mound, uh, you know, at the end of big, the start or the end of big games that they're in the, you know, they're in the batter's box, you know, or, or the key positions on the field for, for winning teams, because, um, you know, we just think that, you know, even though there, we, we think that there's, there's tons of players out there throughout the country that, you know, yeah, they might not be first or second round prospects, but they're winners. And we try to we try to work really hard to to, you know, whether they're here in Charlotte in our own backyard or throughout the state of North Carolina um, or all the way across the country or whatever it may be. Uh, we, we, we try to work really hard as a coaching staff to to bring great people and winners here to our program in Charlotte. Oh God, I love that. And again, you you have to find a recipe that works for you. I, f- I feel like, you know, talking to, to you and, and some of the, the really good college head coaches, it's like we could get the most talented players or we could get the guys that fit for us. And it seems like this, the second one is, is more of a recipe uh, for success. And I, I, I want to dig into, so you get winners, you get talented guys in, and then you guys are doing a really good job with developing. And, you know, last year, I, I think I was reading you guys were like top 10 in either OPS or on, on base percentage and uh, several different categories offensively. And so I, I'd love to hear, well, not not just that. I know that, that you do a really good job with the pitchers as well, and we've, we've covered that in the last podcast as well. Uh, but I'd like to really dig into what you guys are doing to develop this fall. So I don't know what restrictions you guys have. I don't, I don't know with time constraints. I know that we spoke a couple weeks ago and you talked about, you know, you guys had scrimmages and different things like that. So I'm, I'm assuming you're either done or you're, or you're close to being done. But just kind of walk us through what you guys have done thus far, and then we can just kind of take it from there. Yeah, no. So, um, yeah, I think I think our coaching staff is that we that we've put in place here at Charlotte is incredible. Um, you know, I've mentioned Toby Bicknell. He's our he's our associate head coach and recruiting coordinator. He's you know he's coached at some really fine places such as Kentucky and Air Force, Davidson uh, under Coach Leggett at Clemson. Um, you know, he he's he is a bulldog uh, when it comes to recruiting, but he's also just, just an unbelievable coach on a daily basis with our guys. And, you know, so him combined with Austin Miney, our pitching coach who we hired from uh, premier pitching performance, one of the, one of the top, you know, pitching training facilities in the country in St. Louis. Um, you know, he's our pitching coach with, with uh, Phil Sebahar, who is, you know, we hired from Arkansas. Uh, he was a grad assistant at Arkansas for the last three years. He's, he's, you know, a young up and coming, um, college coach that that is just you know he he it's it's really kind of mind-blowing how much he knows about hitting and 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 you know the modern methods of training and that that 
are, you know, I think we've all seen out there, but his ability to apply them with our guys is, is really incredible. Um, you know, Tyler Simmons is our director of player development here and he installs so much of the technology side of things um, and works with our catchers and, 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 and is just, uh, you know, he's an incredible asset. We call him the semi app because he's <laughs> kind of like an app on your phone. And when you need something done, he gets it done. And, um, you know, and then, and then Eric McKibben is our director of performance that we also hired from premier pitching performance or P3 in St. Louis, um, you know, to, to train our guys. And I, I and I mentioned all those guys because, um, you know, I feel like we, we've gotten to a place now where we have such great synergy on our staff as far as, um, just kind of our, you know, kind of our vision and our goals and our, um, you know, our verbiage that, you know, the, in terms of the things that we're, we, we say to our guys on a daily basis and, and, you know, we're, we, we talk each and every day about how to, how to get better. And it starts when our guys get on campus, you know, uh, Eric, our director of performance, he runs our guys through an a full head to toe assessment. Um, and you know, which basically we, we, we measure our guys, um, everything from head to toe as far as their internal, external, external rotation, their, you know, their, their mobility, their lack of mobility, their strength. Um, and then from there we build kind of individualized training programs in the weight room for our guys to be able to try to, um, you know, to continue to develop. And that's both for pitchers and our position players. And this is actually the first, the first year in our program that we've got, we've, we've, we've been in a, you know, kind of assessment based program on the pitching side for, for two years, this is year three. And now we've gotten that, we've gotten to that level with our position players. And we feel like from what we've seen this fall, it's really, it's really, really helped us. It's helped us get stronger. It's helped us move better. It's helped us recover. So, you know, I'm really excited about, you know, headed into the spring with, with, with this type of training. So um, yeah, so kind of, you know, kind of all, you know, with that, we've, we've worked very hard here at Charlotte to, um, you know, to, and, and with support of, uh, from former players and alumni and donors, you know, we've worked really hard to try to try to fundraise as much as possible in terms of trying to be able to go get the, the technology pieces of technology and equipment that we, we feel like can, can, can really help our players improve and develop. So everything from, you know, the new TrackMan V3 stadium unit for on, on field performance, and then um, Sony RX 100 cameras, bats, video system, blast motion sensors, Rapsodo hitting and pitching units, um, you know, um, amongst a lot of other things. Really, we've we've tried to work really hard to, um, you know, to try to be at the forefront as much as we possibly can um, with the tools and resources because we want our players at Charlotte to to have the best of the best. So, um, yeah, that that's essentially we've you know we we've installed all those things and um, from there we try to um, you know. We, we try to apply them and use them on a daily basis to the individual player on his needs, or, you know, could be when, you know, using, you know, the, the win virtual reality system for pitch tracking, you know, that's something we feel like we'd like to get even better at as far as, you know, our plate to plate discipline decision-making. So we kind of combined, um, you know, we do a lot of, we do a lot of work with the win VR goggles. And then this was our first fall where we actually had the TrackMan V3 stadium unit cause we installed it in January. So we were able to have, um, you know, a big screen television set up uh, right behind the batter's box every scrimmage so that our hitters uh, and, and catchers could could turn around and look at the, the pitch location and we could really start to just try to really enhance, try to enhance and develop our decision making, which I think, yes, most hitting coaches, 
like the number one thing in hitting is getting a good pitch to hit. So we've mm-hmm. tried to really, you know, try to train a very fundamental old school aspect of, of, of hitting, I guess, you know, with, you know, new school tools and technology. And mm-hmm. um, I'm excited. I'm excited about the progress. I think we made this fall. Sure. No doubt. And it's, you know, it just I'll, I'll put the link down below for the Charlotte baseball Twitter uh, account. Cause you guys post a ton, you guys are, are showing off what you're doing and it's, it's really neat to be able to see uh, you guys and, and, and how you're implementing all of that stuff. And w- so when I was in Charlotte this summer, do you guys play? Is it an old minor league park or is it a, a current minor league park that you guys play at? Do you share it? Because I, I was curious about that and, I, and I'd love to hear. Yeah, no. So, so we have we have Robert Merriam Hayes Stadium here, actually, I'm, where I'm located right here on campus. And it's it's you know, we see it up to thirty five hundred capacity and um, it's a beautiful ballpark right here on our campus. Honestly, it's, uh, you know, people you know, we talk about players visiting and, and families visiting and people coming here and they're kind of blown away with kind of the aesthetics of the ballpark. And in fact, we've got some, we've got some pretty cool things in the net, you know, in the near future that we're going to, we're going to unveil as far as, as, as future plans, which, which I'm certainly excited about, but can't really go much into quite yet. Um, so okay. it's only getting better, but then, yeah, we have a great relationship with the Charlotte Knights who are the AAA team and the, um, of the White Sox affiliate uh, uptown. And we'll always play, try to play two or three games uptown. And we, we think it's one of the, one of, if not the nicest ballparks in the country, uh, we've also established a great relationship with the Canapolis Cannonballers, who are, you know, just 20, 25 minutes north of us here. And we 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 played the first ever game in their ballpark actually this past spring against Appalachian State, and uh, we'll continue to try to play ga- games there as well. I mean, so that's that's one of the neat things about about you know playing college baseball in Charlotte is, and you're you're just in a hotbed of both yeah, college yeah. and professional baseball, and and we want to try to give our players as much of you know, as many unique experiences as, as we possibly can. So yeah, you know, is, we'll, we'll, we'll have three, we'll have three home games on the, we'll have home games at, at three different venues on the schedule, but really, you know, I'd say we have 35 home games, 30, 31 of them are going to be played here on campus. Oh, that's cool. No doubt. So uh, Charlotte was a beautiful city and I'm sure there are a lot worse, uh, worse cities to, to, to go to school in around the country. So I, it's, it's, I'm sure it's really hard to get guys that are, that are, you know, from smaller towns and be like, Hey, come up to Charlotte for a visit. Yeah. I mean, you, some of the reactions, especially from some of like the junior college players that are, you know, mm-hmm. they're coming in off the grid and they're flying in and they're seeing everything from the, from the skyline to, you know, to campus. I mean, not many people know our, you know, we're the third largest uh, school in the state of North Carolina, right at about around 30,000 enrollment. Wow. So um, that, that surprises some people. But um, but yeah, I mean, it's it's an unbelievable city. It's, you know, we've got we've got the Hornets, we've got the Panthers, we've got, you know, so many, you know, we've got PNC Amphitheater three miles away with some of the best concerts coming in town. So it's just an awesome it's just an awesome place really to live and and. and certainly play college baseball. So we're, we're, we feel fortunate to be coaching here and three of our coaches on staff are actually grew up here in Charlotte, myself included. So, so this is home and we, we just, you know, we, we want, um, you know, we want to see, we want to see our program, you know, get to the top and and be playing, playing in the college world series. And that's, you know, that, that would be, you know, really would be a dream come true as a, as a Charlotte native to be able to, to help this program get there. No doubt. Very cool. So one of the things that, you know, we talk about with culture a lot is you can feel it. And when you see it, you see it. But uh, I don't know how many people actually talk about 
practical steps that they go about daily uh, on how to do that. And again, you're, you're still, you're year three now. And so I'd love to hear how you guys are continuing to build layers upon that on the top of that. And, and you've mentioned several of them, which you're, you're, you know, you guys are getting a ton of uh, technology and, and different ways to help your players. Uh, and I was reading on your website, you got a ton of alumni stuff, which is really, really neat too. But just tell us a little bit, you know, you're in the grind on a daily basis, you know, on, you're seeing your players daily. How are you continuing to build layers upon that from, you know, from, from a culture standpoint? Well, I'd, you know, I'd say I'd, I'd have to acknowledge, you know, again, two mentors I've already mentioned, Mike Fox and Mark Scaff, from the standpoint that that they they showed me at a very young age as a coach that that you know you've got to have standards within your program, you've got to have really some sort of non-negotiable things that you know this is kind of this is who we are and this is who we're going to be, and um, you know because these are these are things that we believe help us be successful not only in the short term but the long term. And these are things that are that are help uh, help us be successful not only in the game of baseball but beyond the game of baseball. You know whether that's um, you know if you you know if you're have a th- over a three point two you can grow facial hair and if you're below a three point two you can't. You know we uh, we don't use profanity here in our program. Um, I've seen Coach Fox run a program in which you can compete for a national championship where you don't have to coach in that manner and. Um, you know, our guys, our guys go to class, our guys show up early, they, you know, they leave late and work hard. And, um, you know, there's just little, little, little things like how you leave your locker and how you, how everyone dresses and looks the same and um, how you leave the dugout and uh, how you pull for one other, one another, as far as, you know, pitchers watching each other's bullpens. And, you know, if there's something that a player sees that can help, the other player improve by all means speak up, you know, having each other, having each other's backs. I mean, just those little, those little things that we, you know, are kind of, they're not, they're not negotiable. I mean, you know, and um, we, we tried as a coaching staff to hold ourselves first and foremost accountable and then uh, support staff and then our players. And, and, you know, that way now, like you mentioned, I mean, we're, we're three years in now. And so guys, we recruit, we talk about those things. So if guys are choosing to come to Charlotte to, you know, to play, you know, because they want to be a part of those standards and, and um, they value them. And so, um, you know, and then, and that way too, when, when guys come in here, uh, it's, you know, there's, we don't have to run through a whole laundry list of things and expectations. It's just kind of, Hey, I'm, you know, as a player at Charlotte, these, this is how we go about things. And um, we're going to represent this university and the city with class and um, both on and off the field. And, that's just kind of that's just kind of who we are, and so you know, as as a coach, you just you see if you see something that you know doesn't look or feel right, you just try to correct it, and don't necessarily have to get you know um, mad or upset about it. You just kind of you know just just kind of maybe you know nudge nudge things back in the in the direction that you want to go, and and yeah. so you know that's kind of I guess in a sense how we try to go about it. You know, I, I think. Uh, but it's again, it's it starts with the coaching staff, and you and you've got to have, um, you know, no matter which level or which team or what sport, you've got to have a group of coaches that are are you know I think are similar but not the same, mm-hmm. you know. I mean, and so and you've got to have a coaching staff that's not afraid to, you know. I mean, there's 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 coaches on you know one of the things I love about our coaching staff is that, um, 
you know, we all have unique perspectives. And if we see something that can be better, they're not, you know, not afraid to speak up and say, this can be better. And, um, you know, it's, 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 we have a high amount of collaboration on our staff and, and, and the same thing from our players and our leaders within our program, you know, if they, you know, guys, you know, guys know they, they come by the office all the time and just talk and shoot the bull. And if there's things that we can do better then by all means, we try to. No, I love that. And, you know, speaking of uh, building the culture, how much, I don't want to say easier, but how much, well, maybe I'll want to say easier, but how much easier is it now year three when you've already established and you've had guys into the program for a couple of years now that, that they know, and so they can hold each other accountable. And it, it seems like you're, you're someone who really promotes that within the team as well. Yeah. I wouldn't say necessarily it's easier. It's just different. You know, it, it's, okay. it's all, it's, and it's, you know, I think it's, it's one of the differences between being good and great is, is good teams are, you know, typically led by the coaches and great teams are typically led by the players. And, and so I think it's just as a program, I think it's, it's us trying to get to that next level of, you know, hosting regionals and playing in super regionals and going to the college world series is, you know, I think, I think for us to do that is it's kind of, you know, we instill the, you know, we instill the standards and teach the lessons and then our guys, you know, they, they kind of carry them out. And, and so that's, uh, you know, that's, that's where we feel like we kind of are, but there, there, you know, there's no let up. There's no times where we feel like, um, you know, we, we've, we've, we, we don't ever have a day here where we feel like we've got it figured out and we don't ever have a day here where we feel like, um, okay, now we can, now we can relax and be comfortable and that we don't have that. You know, it, we've got, we've got a sense of, you know, we've got a sense of, we're not where we want to be yet. We're, we, we're, um, we know where we want to go and we haven't gone there yet. So although we feel like, you know, there's certainly, we feel like we've made great progress. Um, every single day we, we show up here, I think as, you know, coaches, sports staff and players at Charlotte, I think there's a sense of, you know, we're not done yet. We're not there yet. So I love it. You know, I, I think that's, I think that's pivotal as well. Cause as soon as you, as soon as you feel like that you've, you know, you've got culture figured out or you feel like you've got certainly the game figured out or anything, you know, I mean, you're going to get it handed to you. So, um, and I've, and I've, you know, I know what that feels like. So I think every coach knows what that feels like and, and you don't ever want to feel that again. So, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's a daily thing and you never, you never have it, you never have it figured out and you never, um, so you just got to, again and you just you've got you've, we've got standards we've got goals and aspirations of, of where we want charlotte baseball to be and we're not there yet so day by day you know we, we try to do the best we can to keep going thank you for listening to ahead of the curve if you enjoyed the show please consider leaving us a rating or review wherever you are listening I also wanted to remind you that you can find the video portion at the AOTC channel on stickandball.tv. Have a great week.